0: The psalmist or the proverb writer is clear. He who heeds the word, the word, the word refers to God's word. The written and revealed will of God. When you heed the word. You're not just listening. But you're. Listening with the mindset. To put it into action. You understand perfectly. Based upon what James. Said in in, uh, the book of James. That you don't just need to be a hearer, but you need to be a doer. You used to go to church to hear a hoop. Some of us. That's what you were waiting for. You were waiting for the hoop to come. And that just helped your flesh out some, but it didn't help your life out. But it's a blessing that you now understand that is bigger than the hoop And what's bigger is when you heed not just what you read, but what God reveals, what God releases in general as well as personal that which we call rainbow you listen for and expect a rainbow at least there's some folk right in here right you listen for and you expect a rainbow you expect a word that's gonna help you live better I say you listen and expect God to give you a word that's going to help you live better. Right? And that's what you call heeding. The word. It's bigger than a hoop. Bigger than just a teaching. But when you heed the word, you can heed it in an ignorant way. You done heard folk that will give you a scripture but the way they interpret the scripture is just all jacked up. If some folk actually have read Acts 2, 1 through 4 which talks about receiving the Holy Spirit and have concluded based upon Acts 2, 1 through 4 you know, that was so good for them, but that's not for us. They they don't they don't get that what God did on the day of Pentecost is still relevant in our day and time. Matter of fact, there are theologians that will tell you that Acts is just history. We never should look at the book of Acts and think that. We can have some of the same miracles and things that happen for the apostles and others. Now, my thing is that, that I don't get the same thing from Acts 2, 1 through 4. When I see that they receive the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost in my spirit, I can receive the Holy Spirit as well. My basis. Malachi 3 and 6, God changes not. Well, I don't just go for the Old Testament stuff. Well, let's go to Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. You can't be ignorant when you when you're heeding the word, whether it's the written or the revealed. Because you also have folks that will read Malachi 3 in reference to God's tithes and offerings, and they would say, well, you know, that was under the law. That does not apply to us. That was under the law. But when you truly understand Scripture, you know that the law, according to Jesus, as well as according to the Scriptures, came through Moses. But the tithe and the offering came before the law in that it came through Abraham whom Paul in the New Testament refers to as, get this, the father of faith. And what are we to live by? Faith. So we ought to follow the pattern of our Father in reference to faith. Abraham. That's the reason like Abraham. We expect God to be Jehovah Jireh. Our provider. We expect God to do things that Jesus talked about. Like Luke 6 and 38. That after we give in faith. He causes people to give unto us good measure. Press down, shaken together and running over. But you have to be to the point to where you understand the word. Yeah, you heed the word wisely. And biblically, no matter how intelligent you are, no matter how wise you are about certain things, you're going to need a preacher in order to receive wisdom from the written word. Now we can, we can go to uh, Romans 10. 14 and following. Where it says in Paul. How shall they hear without a preacher? Then we can go to Jeremiah 3 and 15. That says that God will give his children. Shepherds. According to his heart that will feed them with knowledge and understanding. What is knowledge and understanding? It equates wisdom. But then we can also take examples in scripture. There was a man that was very wise in reference to finances in the book of Acts. And this man served under Candace. He was an Ethiopian. He was reading the scripture, but he didn't understand the scripture. He couldn't get the wisdom that he needed from the scripture. And so what the Lord did, the Lord allowed Philip to come in contact with the man. And Philip just simply asked him, do you understand what you read? And the man was just honest, even though he was intelligent in reference to finances. He said, no, I I don't understand this. And so Philip took a scripture that he was reading in the Old Testament. And he revealed, based upon an Old Testament scripture, Jesus. Showed him that even in the Old Testament, Jesus, who is the word was at work and the man received Christ but he had to have wisdom imputed in his being from a servant of God in order to make it happen then on top of that Amos revealed to us in Amos 3 and 7 Surely the Lord will do nothing unless he reveal his secrets. But listen closely, until his servants, the prophets, It's not just enough to have a preacher or somebody that can help you uh, understand the scripture. But the person has to be a servant of God. Person has to be somebody that really allows the Holy Spirit to use him or her in giving people the truth of the word. But notice contextually, or here in Proverbs 16 and 20, that when you heed the word wisely, good gonna happen. When you heed the word wisely, good going to happen. You're going to find good. We'll find good has a couple of meanings I I want to deal with. I want to deal first of all with the archaic meaning of we'll find good. Which is A coming forth of blessings. Say to your neighbor, when you heed the word wisely, prepare for blessings to start coming forth. Y'all didn't get happy about that over here. I need to go over here and see if I can get, I need somebody to get happy with me. When you will find good, the archaic okay meaning is blessings will come forth. Amen. I like y'all. Amen. Blessings will what? Come forth. That's when you heed the word how? 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 You don't allow folk. To dictate to you what, how you should think, talk, and act, you allow the word to do it. You're going to heed the word how? Wow. And what's going to come forth? Blessing. That's right. Blessings going to come forth. And you know when God sends forth blessings, they don't just touch one aspect of your life. They touch every aspect of your life. He who heeds the word wisely will find help me. And so, and so I'm not going to be stupid and say, I heard what pastors say, but I'm going to do such and such. What? Do you know God gave you a pastor? And do you know the blessing of having a pastor that, that strives to break the word down and give you backing of Scripture? Do you notice a whole lot of preachers don't do that? See, his folk just want a quick 15-minute message, and they'll go to a preacher that's going to hurry up, say it in 15 minutes, and be done. I'm not going to be your pastor. I'm going to be God's pastor first. And so I'm going to make sure that I break it down to the point to where Everybody in the house can understand. And if that's going to take one hour, so be it. You're going to leave here with something. And some of us shouldn't have no complaining because you will wait an hour to eat a piece of meat. It'll be a restaurant across the street. The only thing you got to do is just walk in and you're going to be served. No, you don't want to go there. No, you want the restaurant cross the street. Where well, folk outside wait. you going to join the line outside, wait. Baby, ain't nobody over there. And they say we got to wait 45 minutes. Say, what you want to do? We going to wait 45 minutes. Say to your neighbor real quick. Everybody can't feed me. me. Say to another neighbor. "I I don't eat at every restaurant. I am particular when it comes to what I eat. Spiritually. And naturally. Baby they got chicken over here too. Let's just go over here and get us some. Oh no. I know they got chicken over there. But they chicken ain't like these. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I know some of y'all do. Yeah. Woo! There's some folk in here, they be telling me, say, yeah, we had to wait about an hour and 15 minutes. I'd be like, Hour oh, and 15 minutes? Lord. But that's probably a lot of folk in this section right here. <laughs> you awake. Because you know what you want. Or you know what you need. Amen? Amen. But when you heed the word wisely, you're going to find good. Second meaning, of will find good. It means that you're going to receive benefits daily. And David talked about that. He talked about how God loads him daily with benefits. And then James went so far as to say, in James 1, every good and every perfect gift is from above. And get this, and it comes down. It starts up there, but then it comes down. See, 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 God can bring something down. Put it in natural wrapping paper. And give it to you. Same way he did with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came down. But look at the natural benefits you get from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you not just into some truth, but into all truth. You at the grocery store and, and everybody else try, trying to remember what they done read in a book about what to get. But the Holy Spirit tells you, you don't need to get that. You need to get this right here. Why will he do that at the grocery store? Because he going to lead you into all truth. You at the car dealership trying to figure out whether you should get this car or that car and you trying to go based upon them four pages full of stuff you got that you your research. But then the Holy Spirit tell you look I'm going to say you a whole lot of time. The one in front of you is the one that you need to get. What is he doing? Guiding you into all truth. But see the only way things like this happen is when you heed the word of God wisely. I expect the Holy Spirit to talk to me at Lowe's. I just lost all y'all. I I expect to be blessed when I go to certain place. I just expect to be blessed simply because that's what the word says. Do you? I expect goodness, and mercy to follow me even when trouble is in front of me simply because that's what the Word says. He who heeds the Word. How? will find what? I want to give you two two supporting scriptures in reference to good. Let's go to Proverbs 19. Y'all stay with me verse 19 and 8. Ready? He who gets wisdom loves his own what? Woo! He who gets knowledge and understanding from God's pastors loves his own soul. Knowledge and understanding equate with wisdom. He who hears the word wisely will find good. Not a part of this verse. He who keeps understanding will find what? Good. Yeah, you, you can't allow trouble to, to steal your understanding. If you got an understanding in reference to healing, you can't let the doctor's report steal your understanding. If you have understanding concerning what God has promised you, you can't let a trial, a hard times, steal your understanding from you. God told you you were healed, and that report that you received from somebody didn't change him. Remember, rightly divine the word, God changes not. He changes He changes. He's the same yesterday. Today. But see, you you have to make sure you hold on to your understanding. You you have to have an understanding even when you're going through it, going through it financially. God wants me to be the head, not the tail, to live above and never beneath. When you're on the bottom, you got to understand that, that the conclusion of your life is being the head. And when you get there, God going to keep you there. Y'all didn't hear the scripture that I quoted. I want you to live above. but it's a process. It's a process because God dropped certain things on some of us without us going through this, that and the other. We'd act like we ain't got no sense. Even when he bless you, you have to be wise in how you use it. Amen? All right, let's go further. Psalm 34. Y'all sit with me. Psalm 34. And 10. The young lions. Psalm 34 and 10. Y'all there? The young lions lack and suffer what? The young lions are strong. Very strong. Very powerful. But notice, you can be powerful, but still be lacking. Can we work with this? You can be educated and still lack. You can have money and still lacking. The young lion, somebody with, with a whole lot of power. But still lacking. Still lacking. Isn't that amazing? If I can just get me fifty thousand, I'll be all right. That that, that means you say money, you're God. That means you love money to the point the way you think if you get, you get a certain amount, you okay. That folk got, got money in the bank, can't even put their own hands on it because they can't move. Folk got millions in the bank but don't even know they got millions in their bank because their mind is gone. You can be powerful, rich financially, but still in lack. Still suffering. But we ain't done with this verse. Say to your neighbor, we ain't done with this verse. But notice this. But those who seek the Lord. Now, to seek means worship. You worship. You do what you're doing right now. You come to church to to get your meal. You come to church to get what you need in order to think right, talk right, and do right. Look at it. Those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Boy, he working with that. Is healing a good thing? Yeah. Woo, is money a good thing? Yeah. Don't make money your God, but money is a good thing. Yeah. Bible says money answers all things. But if you are a worship, worshiper of God, you're not going to lack any what? Good thing. And again, there's a process. But it be to the point to where you'll look and you say, you know what? I'm productive in every aspect of my life. Everything I need, I got it. Now, there are some rich folks that think that they got it until God have to check them. I'm saying rich financially in some other way, but listen to this. There was a man that had harvested his crop in Scripture, had filled up his barn and he was like hey I, I, I got it made now but I know what I'm going to do since, since I got so much I'm going to build me a bigger bomb and put the rest of my stuff in it then I'm going to just take it easy but then God showed up and you know what God called him a fool you fool This night, your soul is required. You have to make sure that God is your God, that you worship him. To seek God is to worship him. To seek God is to do what we're doing right now on Sunday. And throughout the week, we're praying. We're studying his word. And we are striving to live according to what is written and revealed. How many are understanding? Look at that latter part one more time, and then we got to take it further. Look at it. Those who seek the Lord shall not like any what. And that's us. That's us. Now, based upon this verse, if you're lacking something right now in your life, your mindset will be, I ain't going to always be in lack in this area. Because I'm a worshiper and God said, I ain't going to lack any good thing." So, this is is a temporary state right here. But don't let your mouth talk permanently. I said, don't let your mouth talk permanent. It's a temporary state based upon what? The scripture. You a worshiper and you going through it financially? Oh, that, that, that's just a temporary state. Unless you're just lazy. Now, of course, we, we have to rightly divide the word with that. But because a true worshiper is not a lazy person. A true worshiper is about doing what the word says. i like, some of y'all got upset when I said that. Because some folks want to just sit back and get. No, you got you to do what the word says. Amen. God have mercy. Let's go back to Proverbs 16 and 20. I want to deal with the latter part as, as I get ready to, to close. So y'all act like y'all lost your joy. It goes, don't lose your joy now. Notice this. He goes on to say in the latter part of Proverbs 16 and 20, whoever trusts, in the Lord is happy. You're happy. Now we understand based upon Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in part, that when I when I trust God, I'm not leaning to my own understanding. Nor am I leaning to anybody else's understanding. In order to reach a place, again, where I'm not leaning to my own understanding of somebody else's understanding, I'm trusting the Lord with all my what? Heart. That's reading Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says in part, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall uh, basically tell you what to do. He going to let you know what to do. How is he going to let you know what to do? He's going to let you know what to do directly and indirectly. You can pick up the scripture and be reading. And all of a sudden, the word will start talking to you while you're reading it. Showing you this is what you need to do. But then you can be talking to a saint on the phone. And the saint can say something to you. And you'll be like, thank you, Jesus. You gave me the answer through sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. But then you can come to church. And get it through the praise team, the the MC, or through the pastor. You have to understand that God will reveal to you what you need to do in, in various ways. You hear me? In various ways. But we have to be to the point to where we don't lean to our own understanding. Our understanding is, is a good thing, but it's not good for certain things. You know? I say our understanding is a good thing, but it's not good for everything. There are some things that you need to just say, well, let me put my two cents aside and just let God tell me what to do. You know, because some things are just bigger, to, bigger than you bigger than your mindset (laughs) matter of fact uh, bigger than any human mindset because some folks will will only allow allow their mind to just go to a certain point and then it stops some of the most gifted folks are doctors but some doctors will only allow their mind to go as far as science will allow it and once one, and, and one science, science says to them, look, it's over for them. They don't see nothing else. Some doctors. That's when you, you can never get to the point to where you trust your understanding and somebody else's understanding in certain things. You have to take on the mind of God. You, you have to know to, where you have to just say point blank, God. It's in your hand. Whatever you decide, I know it's going to be the right thing. Whatever you do, God, I know it's going to be the right thing. It's in your hand. But when we trust God, we never allow ourselves to interfere in something that's bigger than us. God took Job down a path to where Job was going through something that was much bigger than him. And Job got got a mindset to the point to where in in the midst of his wife, in the midst of his so-called best friends, he he just told them point blank, I know my Redeemer lives. You know what he was saying to them? I'm going to be redeemed because I know my Redeemer lives. And when you get to Joel 42, what do you see taking place? Redemption. You see his Redeemer showing up and showing out. Backing up what came out of his mouth, he knew that his Redeemer lived. You can't lean to your own understanding when it it comes to certain things. You You just got to trust God. Now, Secondly, when when you trust God, in your being is, it's gonna work out for my good. You got to have scripture like Romans 8 and 28 in you when you trust God. You have to be to the point to where you preach to yourself. Or uh, basically you do what David did when, when it, all of his men had turned against him. Even the priest turned against The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. You get to going through certain things. You, you usually have to constantly encourage yourself with scriptures like, again, Romans 8 and 28. All things work together. For the good. And then you make it personal. Because I love God. And you, you be saying the whole time. Lord I, I, I ain't perfect. But that ain't what you require. And you say the judge shall live by faith. Lord I pray. Lord I give. Lord I do what you. Tell me. To. Lord I, I ain't doing everything. I'm not dying every eye. Crossing every T. But you know I strive to do the right thing. Thing. So I know it. it's going to work out for my good. And when you do that, you're not leaning to your own understanding. You're relying on what God promised you. I said you're relying on what God promised you. That's what you're relying on. He promised me it was going to work out for my, for my girl. Man, that'd that, that be some weeks to where i will be trying to determine exactly what I'm going to do that week. Because, you know, sometimes your schedule can be like that. And, and, and it'd be bigger than me. I'd be like, Lord, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this, that, and the other. I need to do all this. Lord, what, what do I? And he'll just taught, This is what you need to do. You just need to do this right here, and then you can do this such and such a time. God, God is past the genius. You yes, see, God, God, God will lay out stuff for you, and it be just so simple the way he, he He don't complicate it. It just be so simple the direction He'll give you, so simple. And some of us, we we, it's hard for us to receive the simple. It's hard when when God would just tell, look, you just need to start drinking two glasses of water then you're gonna be all right. That's all I need to do, two glasses of water. That's just too simple for us, two glasses of water. You don't you don't see I know two glasses of water gonna make your life better. And some of us we just got to be hit with a with a lightning bolt or something, folks. We just believe that. We got to be hit and live through it. And that's, oh, hallelujah. I I live through the lightning bolt. I know it's going to work out. No, just let God tell you something simple. Don't be like Naaman. Naaman was to the point to where he got mad at the preacher because the preacher wouldn't lay hands on him. sent somebody to tell him something and he got, he got an attitude I just knew he was going to come out here and talk to me, don't he know who I am and then he going to tell me to go and dip in that dirty water don't, don't he know there is cleaner water than the Jordan it took somebody that was serving him to say to him he said, you know what? If he would have told you to do a great thing, you would be all right right now. And basically his servant told him, why don't you just humble yourself? Because see, Naaman wanted it to be the way he wanted it to be instead of the way God had ordained for it to be. But ain't that us sometimes? Whatever God tells you, even if it's simple, that's, that's it, just do it just do it you know pastor didn't tell me nothing but just I need to start doing such and such and such, and such I don't guess he he. I don't know what you mean you don't know that's, that's what he told you, that's it that's all you need you understand what I'm saying when God tells you something that's it if he just simply tells you is well. Guess what? Whenever something happens, what you gonna do? Is wait. Is well. It's well. Y'all, y'all all right? Lord have mercy. Say your name, I'm good. I'm good. But you gotta trust God. And you gonna find what? Good. Let me show you something. Let's go to uh, Job 5. Somebody done already got their rhema. There you have. It busts your bubble, but you got it. Ain't that, ain't that amazing sometimes? Sometimes God will have to bust the bubble, folks, in order for you to get your, your rhema. Joe 5 and 17. Ready? Woo! Behold! happy is the man whom help me what correct therefore do not the chastening of who sometimes god have to correct you and when he does don't get mad put up your hand and walk out to church when you trust god You expect to be correct. And it makes you happy. You be like, man, I've been messing up the whole time. I should have been doing such and such. Thank you, Jesus. That's how you should take it when you're correct. Lord, this whole time I thought I was right in the offering that I was giving. Now I know that God wants me to do more than what I've been doing. He corrected you and you just be happy. Man, I, I, I thought I was doing right because I really thought such and such was, was going on. But now I know I was, man, I've been wrong. Thank you, Jesus. That's what this verse is saying. You should be happy when God corrects you. Don't get mad to the point to where you, you, just, you just leave God, leave the church, stop speaking to folks. Don't do stuff like that. Just because God correcting you. When you're mature, because I believe this right here is for mature folk. When you're mature, you're happy when God corrects you. You ain't got no problem with him correcting you. You ain't going to be no little bit ba- It seems like pastor was just talking about me. What you expect? When that word comes forth, it's going to talk about all of us, including the preacher. I mean, I understand that. When the word comes forth, you don't think the word is going to talk about you? It's going to talk about all of us. And sometimes it might be personal because you're doing it. Thank you, Tennessee. Or whoever said that. Yeah. But you just have to look. He corrected me, so I'm just going to do what's right and go on. See, your thing is, you be happy because you know your correction is coming based upon the word. Now, if I get in the flesh... Is different. But when your correction is based upon the word. You just accept it. Do what you need to do. And go on. Because it's going to happen for all of us. Look at this again. And remember what happy means. Blessed. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore do not what? The what? Because so, sometimes you can get mad over the word, and not come to church, not speak to folk, right? Oh, I hear all of us I've been immature to where we know we reacted in a way we shouldn't, and don't be having that attitude. Never, not me. Yeah, you. All of us, all of us I've been there. But when we learn better, we do better. You know, because you don't, you don't ever want to be like, some, some folk just always want to be messy. Always want something to be upset about. That don't need to be no child of God. Your mission should be to be the person that God has chose you to be. And, and this morning, we know God wants us to be good and happy. Good and what? Happy. And some folks, they just just sad all the time. That, that ain't what God wants for you. You know the number one antithesis of happy? Sad. Always depressing to talk to nobody want to come around you. Right. Oh God, here come! Oh, here she come! And, and and they hate to react like that, but it's based upon you. Don't ask her how she doing because you know she. Oh hey, so 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 how, how you doing? Well, you know, I had a doctor's appointment. I, I, oh, oh, it just ain't looking as well as I was hoping it with love. And some folk love to give you their sad story. You have your sad moments but but you have to check yourself and align yourself up with God's word. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We have to be to the point to where we recognize that, that when we're happy, good gonna happen. Now, you put the opposite of happy in there. Sad. When you're sad, bad gonna happen. That's just a law, a biblical law. You reap what you saw, y'all okay? Yeah. Everybody still love the pastor, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, let's go to Psalm one forty six. I'm closing. Lord have mercy. I think we got it by now, if not we. Y'all heard uh, Bro so say you didn't want it. That's what he said. Psalm one forty six and five. And he telling the truth. I agree with you. Psalm 146 and 5. Happy is he or she. Who has. The God of Jacob. For his help. For his or her help. Whose hope. Is in. The Lord. Is God. I'm going to read just the first clause of verse 6. Who made heaven and what? Who made everything. That's who helping you. Look at somebody and say, the one that made everything. That's who helping you. This peel ain't doing nothing. Well, the one that made everything is the one you should be relying on for help. I said the one that made everything is the one you should be relying on for help. See, we, we never want to get to the point to where we allow something this big to dictate whether we're going to be happy or not. If the pill ain't working, you ain't happy. This big, Lord have mercy, I thought I was going to feel better, but I took it, I still don't feel no better. That means you need to start praying. You need to to remind God of what he said, even though he know everything. Just start quoting that scripture before him. God, according to Psalm 146 and 5, you are the one that helps me. Lord I need you to help this headache Lord I need you to help this backache Lord I need you to help this that and the other Lord they say there's nothing that can be done but I know you can help me if you created a man from the dust of the earth I know you can help me if you said let there be and everything you said saw it manifesting itself I know you can help me Lord if you deliver Elder White from the gambling table I know you can help me Lord if you heal Elder Thomas of all that he was going through I know you can help me Lord if you brought Brother Ant off crack I know you can help me and we can go on and on and on but sometimes we just look to the wrong thing or the wrong person for help. See whenever you put something before God. Don't even take the pill unless God is leading you. Don't even do certain things unless you know God is leading you. And that way when you, when you do do it or when you do take it. You, God thank you for leading me to take this. I know I'm going to be better. Lord, thank you for leading me to do such and such. I know I'm going to be better. But never put anything before God because God is your help. And you're happy because you know he's going to help you. Lord, I ain't got no money to go on vacation. woo, But I thank you. I know you're going to help me. Lord, I ain't got no money to get them shoes that I want, but I know you're going to help me. I'm taking it too far with y'all. Some of y'all, y'all, y'all look at me like, preacher getting happy up there. No, preacher being real up here. There was a guy asked me one time, he, he uh, this is what he asked me. He said, don't you think that sometimes we can going to ask God for too much? You know, when I told, I told him, I said, look, if you show me in scripture what we can ask God for too much, I'll amen you. Years went by I never got that scripture. And his demise took place. I, I, I mean, but it's still open to anybody that wants to take the challenge. Because see, the Bible says his ears are, get this, always open for who? His children. Do you hear me? Always. That means he expects you to ask him first off all the time. If, if the only time you ask God first off is, is when you get down... On your knees in the morning, you get in your hours of prayer, is something wrong with you. I ask him for stuff when I'm out there cutting grass. I ask him for help when I get on my tractor. Lord, I don't know how to use this tractor the way I need to. Help me use this tractor. Since you made everything, <laughs> Lord, I don't know how to drive this, that, or the other. Lord, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? God can help you throughout the day. Oh, I can't wait till the night. I'm gonna ask God to help me about this. Why? Why are you gonna wait till the night? Why not ask Him at that? More. You got you gotta you gotta have the mindset like the psalm has had in Psalm, what is it? When Psalm 46 or 146 when when he when he asked the question when he said the Lord it well matter of fact, let's read it. I don't want to quote it because I end up quoting it wrong. Lord, I wasn't even gonna go to this scripture, but I need to go with me to Psalm forty six. this is for y'all benefit and mine you ready Psalm 46 and 1 Ready? God is our and but this is what I want you to get a very what but wait a minute hold on now the psalmist was talking about it cause he was in what trouble but is God a very present help at all times I said if he, is he a very present help at all times yeah, remember what we're talking about—God being our help. When you run into a problem with your car, ain't no mechanic, no way around. You hoping somebody gonna stop, but ain't nobody stop. But the car won't start, Lord. Help me get this car started. Lord, help me get this car started. Now, if your faith ain't on that level, take your faith down to the level. Lord, let somebody stop that can help me get this car started. (laughs) You hear me? Wherever your faith is. Your faith is. If your faith is in God, heal me. Stay right there. But if you have to take it down a little level, Lord, when I take this pill, let something miraculous happen. Lord, guide the doctor's hand. Whatever the cage may be, it's God helping you. You got to know where you are. Lord, I'm going to stop right there. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Lord have mercy.